John Cook wrote an excellent column in the Post-Gazette about what a jerk levy on Bell is. And it's about that ridiculous rap song, the new one, Target, it's called. This jackass, Le'Veon Bell, he made $12.2 million last year, and he's going to make $14.5 million this year, and he's painting himself as a victim. Now, I don't blame Bell for trying to maximize his worth, or for skipping OTAs, or skipping minicamp, or skipping training camp, because he's not currently an employee of the Pittsburgh Steelers. But just shut up. You're not a victim, so shut up. You're not oppressed, so shut up. You're not a target, so please shut the hell up. It's like Lev Bell is going out of his way to make himself unlikable. If that's the case, Bell is doing an excellent job. I can't wait until Bell leaves the Steelers after this season. Can't wait. And guess what, Lev? You just made the list. As I prepared that, I wondered, how many times has Lev Bell made the list? He, he could be the leader. I, I don't know how many, but he could be the leader. You know, all the stuff with the Steelers this offseason that people are talking about being a distraction, much the way they've been in almost constant turmoil dating back through the 2016 season. I don't see Lev Bell, what's going on with him now, the no-showing, even the rapping, and the martyrdom. I don't see that as being a distraction. I, I see it as just business as usual. And like I said, he don't have to be there, so you shouldn't be mad that he's not there. And the same goes about Ben and Brown missing OTAs. However often they have, because they don't have to be there. It's optional. Nobody cares if they're there or not, unless you're trying to invent a story. And uh, as I said last week, I think, Ben's 36. He can do more with the rest than he can the work of OTAs. And Antonio Brown's 29. He could maybe do with some rest as well, although we all know he never stops working. And in fact, I think, if uh, my memory serves, instead of being at OTAs, he was working out with his own personal coach at Pine Richland High School. If, if, if A.B. felt that catching passes from Landry Jones at OTAs was beneath him, well, first off, that's just so typically Antonio Brown. But second off, maybe it is a little beneath him. And I know, I know Reggie Bush said, well, what if Ben gets hurt and all of a sudden A.B. has to catch passes from Landry Jones in the season? It won't matter that they didn't work out together at OTAs because the Steelers are done like dinner at that point. I mean, A.B. and Landry Jones could have been, you know, working out together nonstop every single day of the offseason, and it won't matter. Conversely, they could have met for the first time at that first game where Landry has to play because Ben's out. And it just wouldn't matter. The season's over at that point. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Let's go to Luke in the car. Luke, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Luke, turn your TV down or your radio down or whatever the frig that is down. Uh, hold on. What's that speakerphone off? 
Okay, we're just going to hang up on you instead. Let's go to Dan in Tampa. Dan, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark, you were just talking to Steve about Vegas and their window, and I had a question for you. If you were George McPhee, given the fact that you have all those draft picks stocked up and about $26 million in cap space going into the summer, would you make a play for either John Tavares, Eric Carlson, or even um, John Carlson? Well, Eric Carlson's not a free agent, you know. Well, I mean, you got draft picks to make a trade. You would have to – no, no I, would, I would rather go after John Carlson as a free agent yeah, than I agree. Eric Carlson in a trade. Uh, but you got to be careful that whoever you bring in is the right fit. For example, let's say you sign John Tavares. He's a center, right? Yes. Okay, now do you drop the whole Eric Carlson line to second line? Or do you slot Tavares in there with Marcheseau and make that your first line? I would do that because isn't Riley Smith the center on that first line? No, no, he's the he's the wing. The it's, wing, okay. It's Smith and Marcheseau yeah, I mean, yeah, on the wings, right. William Carlson at center. Well, whatever, whatever the I mean, wherever Tavares goes, he's got to be the number one guy because he's going to get number one center money. So I mean, I just feel like well, well, right. But the point is, do you break up the Carlson, Smith, and Marcheseau line, or do you mold other wings around Tavares? And don't forget, Tavares is leaving Brooklyn to get better people to play with. So you got to give him better people to play with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, that's why you have an eighty-two game season. You can mix and match. But I think Tavares is a good fit there. And I agree. I would go John Carlson over Eric Carlson for sure. I just think John Carlson's a better well, here, player. Here, but I, here's what I would do. I, I wouldn't bother with Tavares. I would get John Carlson. I think what yeah. they lack most is a legitimate top pair. And with John Carlson, who's a legitimate top pair defenseman, whoever he's with, that'll be the top pair. That would be a major, major upgrade. Yep, I agree. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Is this the same guy who just called? Luke, let's try it again. You're on with Double M. Sir, I, I, uh, I put a post on Facebook on, on uh, January 21st. It was all yeah, about... No, nobody cares about that, but go ahead. I know, I know that, but I know that. But my point being is, and it's, honor, it's an honor to finally talk to you. My point being is, is the post was about quit supporting the Pirates because that's all they do to us. They, they let us down year after year after year after year, and people still go out and buy their merchandise. And their merchandise is what's keeping them going. And when did you so, post this? The merchandise isn't what's keeping them going. But when did you post this? Uh, this was January 19th, after they got rid of McCutcheon. Wow. Now, if I'm, only the I, people had read that then and acted accordingly. I, I, I wish I was, I, you know, I was somebody and I could do something about it. But I, I definitely believe in a boycott to where, you know what, I'd rather see them I go don't. to another city. No, you wouldn't. Goodbye, you jerk. You waited all this time to talk to me, then you were a jerk, you jerk. I should have followed my first instinct, which was to hang up on you a second time to make it funny. But instead, I figured, no, the guy's saying, oh, I've waited so long to talk to you. No. You know what I should have done? We don't we don't use those buttons enough. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh last week I posted that Reggie Bush uh died tribe about the Steelers, you know, not showing up for OTAs, Ben and Ben and Brian. And uh every time I see it, he says Tomlin might have to affect the culture change, I literally laugh out loud. Because Tomlin just doesn't think the culture's a problem. Who knows? Maybe it's not. Maybe they're just not good enough. Seriously. You ever think of that? We don't think of that enough. Maybe the reason the Steelers can't beat New England in a, a big game 
is it because of the Steelers' culture? Is it because they can't get the right call, like the Jesse James thing? Maybe the Steelers just aren't good enough. Maybe New England's just better. We, we always look for a reason, and maybe we don't have to. 412-333-9939. Believe me, one thing you hate to do if you're a sports fan is look at a hard truth. Case in point, I said earlier, the Penguins' core is all 30 years old. Maybe it's done. Maybe they need to trade a couple of the core and get parts for the future. I mean, they're not going to. I think if they, again, I, I, I'll say this and people hate me for it. In fact, I, I'm pretty sure this is true. Had they only won the one cup, like at 16 and not won this past year, I think they would have looked to have traded Malkin. Not because he's played bad. Obviously, he's not, but just to reload for the future. But now I think they feel like the Corps won so much, and Gino in particular, they're just going to ride it out. And again, if they finish last for a while, well, that's worked before, hadn't it? But, but fans don't like to look at an unpleasant truth, which is why I come right back to saying the Pirates stink. How's that for an unpleasant truth? They stink. Rodriguez stinks. Polanco stinks. Hurdle stinks. Who doesn't stink? Josh Bell's power is not good, but he doesn't stink. Frazier stinks. He's just the super utility guy. They have a lot of super utility guys, don't they? Harrison's not done so well, but he, he's coming back from an injury. Jordy Mercer stinks. I mean, we pretend he's pretty good, but he's only pretty good, like, for here. But mostly he stinks. Colin Moran, he will stink. Just give him time. Cervelli, he's as good as his pharmacist will allow, and this year it's been pretty good. Marte's done well since coming back, speaking of pharmacy. Corey Dickerson's done brilliant. He doesn't understand it's not important to succeed here yet, though, so give him time, too. Polanco stinks. Austin Meadows, same thing. Wait till he sticks around for a while. Wait until the stench of losing gets ensconced in his nostrils. Wow. Let's go to Jason on the road. Jason, you're on with Double M. Yeah, Mark. Uh, you know, to kind of stick with the theme of talking about the, the, the Pirates' philosophy, if you want to be the cheap, small market team they claim to be, you've got to play young guys and see what they do. And having guys like Sean Rodriguez in the lineup batting whatever, 100 and whatever it is. Oh, I, I agree. I agree with that totally. But, but bro, they're not a small market team. I mean, they, they are, but they aren't. The illusion is they're a small market team. If you want to go strictly by market size, they are. But mostly they use that as a as a excuse to operate as they do financially. As I keep saying, and and, and I get told I'm so wrong to say this, but, but again, unpleasant truth. Bob Nutting's a billionaire. He's the 10th richest owner in Major League Baseball. He can spend whatever he wants on the team. If he wanted to spend a ton of money to win, he could. And, yeah, they wouldn't show a profit, but he's so rich, he doesn't necessarily mean to show a profit. Like, if I were a billionaire, if I were a billionaire, and somebody told me, okay, jack the payroll up for a couple years, you'll lose $50 million, but you'll win a world championship, or at least come close. To me, if I have a billion dollars, that'd be a fair deal. Damn good deal. I'd take that deal. How about you? Absolutely. And I, I think the thing is, even if you did it for a couple of years, and then afterwards you pulled back the payroll because you had some success. Well, now, see, that's how a good small market team can operate. Like the Royals and the Astros, 
they go way up, way down, way up, way down. I'm not talking about just record. I'm talking about payroll, too. Yeah, that's the way you got to do it. But uh, Or if you're going to just be cheap all the time, at least play young guys. See what you have. See what kind of talent you can develop. And, and they don't have a very good track record of developing talent. Oh, okay, on- Dejon. Thanks for the call. Let's go to – Dejon did that again last night, too. He kept – it all comes back to player development. I just wanted to just 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 put my hand over the camera and start yelling swear words. Let's go to Don in West Mifflin. Please hang up and Don not helping at all. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. That's what I'm talking about. Those were good calls. It inspired me. Not unlike Joe Elliott and his great performance with Def Leppard. Journey two was great Saturday. And as I talked about earlier, the old lady, an old couple of Primanis on, on yesterday, Sunday, and this old lady, had to be in her 70s, got this huge Primanti sandwich, piled high, all the slaw, and she attacked it like she was killing Nazis on Omaha Beach. It was wonderful. False teeth, slaw, and fries everywhere. Scattered to the winds. It was inspiring. I want to be inspired. You want to inspire me? If you do, dial 412-333-WXDX. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. He don't do nothing but win. He just knows how to win. Super G, loud and proud. He is horrible. He is terrible. The X at 105.9. Unless I'm reading something wrong here, uh, remember a, a few years ago, D'Angelo Williams did, did a pro wrestling match for Impact Wrestling, then known as TNA. And then he retired from wrestling. Well, he was at uh, Impact's taping over the weekend, and uh, Austin Aries hit him with a chair. It sounds to me like he's he's back in in wrestling. Is the former Steeler running back four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine is the number to call. I will say, D'Angelo had that one match. It's the best first match anybody's ever had in pro wrestling history. He really did take to it like a natural. So. If he wants to continue his involvement, I think he'd be pretty good at it. Also, if if you're a young guy who can skate, like a, a local ex-high school hockey player or, or college player, the Penguins are having ice crew auditions coming up real soon. You, you can get the information at the Penguins Twitter, at Penguins. Now, now think about this. You're in a job working alongside a lot of really hot girls because the ice crew's half guys, half girls. And is this sexist to say, oh, what the heck? Maybe Trump could pardon me just like he could pardon himself. You ever hear of the Enabling Act? Anyway, those girls all skate, so they all have great butts. Show me a girl who skates, I'll show you a girl with a great butt, and that's the Penguins ice crew. They're too old, I'm too old for them, but but you aren't aspiring young male ice crew members who used to play hockey. So check that out at Penguins. By the way, the last segment was uh, was not me, it was 105.9 Commenter. Let's go to Dominic in Munhall. Dominic, you're on with Double M. Hey, Double X, how's it going? Double M, not Double X. Double M, my bad. Hey, question. Now, when you think about Sean Rodriguez staying with the Pirates as long as he has right now, what do you think about the idea that he gets cut 
post his bobblehead giveaway on the 23rd. No, they're not. They're not keeping him until they can give the bobbleheads away. They have traded guys and had to kibosh bobblehead nights because of the trade. Uh, here's a weird debate. And thank you for the call, even though it was a total waste of time for me taking it and the people listening. Uh, here's the thing that that is is people argue both sides of it, and I'm guilty as anybody. I have said that the reason they start Polanco every game. Or, or games they shouldn't, is because they're paying them $5 million and change and they have to justify it. I also say that they play Rodriguez as much as they do because he's making $5.75 mil and they have to justify it. And if I can go off on a little sidebar, you let the guy walk via free agency because he was too expensive. He signed that contract with Atlanta. Two years, 11.5 mil total. Then he gets in a car wreck. Which, which is, you know, to some accounts, hampered his ability to play. It certainly did for a while. And then you bring him back? Let me see if I have this right. You signed him when he didn't get his body battered by a car wreck. But then he did get his body battered by a car wreck. And you bring him back. And he sucks. And let me tell you, no sympathy because of the car wreck. If the car wreck's the reason you stink, quit. Go home. Lick your wounds, take your money, you're guaranteed the money anyway, which brings me back to my original point. I say they've got to play those guys to justify having them, but they got to pay them no matter what. they got to pay them if they're good, bad, indifferent, play or don't play. So my advice is play your best players. And if that means you sit down the $5 million guy and the $5.75 million guy all the time, well, so be it. Play your best players. Let's go now to, and I hope he's the original because we haven't heard from him in ages. It's Ashley Schaefer from Ashley Schaefer BMW. How are you doing? Super genius. It's your good friend, Ash Schaefer with Asher BMW. Woo! Asher BMW. Woo! Asher BMW. Woo! It's been a long time, my, my good friend. You're the guy. What do you got? So, Penguin's Ice Girl. That thing is like a peach. A peach. <laughs> you mean a typical you, penguin's ice girl? Yes, yes. Who you just... Or an apple. It's either a peach booty form. or an apple booty. I'm, 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 a pers- I'm a peach guy myself. Apples, they're not sweet enough for me. Uh, so I'm going to have to go with that thing is just like a nice little peach. I, I can't add nothing more. Good call. What else you got? That... That's all I got here, Double M. What was the old wrap-up? How did you used to wrap it up? I'm I'm about to lay it on you. Go ahead. Oh, you bitches. Take my shot. Woo! Woo! All right. I wish Flair could hear that. He'd think we're a couple idiots. Let's go to uh, Justin in North Hills. Justin, you're on with Double M. Hey, good day, Mr. Madden. I said good day. So um, I'm not sure if we've covered this or if it's been talked about yet, uh, but the hit on Jonathan Marcheseau, I think it was in game one. By oh, Tom that's Wilson. old news, bro. Uh, what, what no, no, he... I, I know, I know. But I'm just, I just want to ask, do you think it's had an impact on how he's played the last few games? you think he's playing hurt? He might be, but, you know, at this time of year, if you're not playing a little bit hurt, you, you didn't try. Right, I understand. So okay. I'm not going to use that hit to excuse Marcheseau being absolutely invisible, which is has, has really, really hurt them. And thank you for the call. In fact, just looking at the stats here, we talked about this a little bit with Steve Mears. 
Uh, Jonathan Marcheseau has zero goals on this series. James Neal has one goal on this series. William Carlson has one goal on this series. Now, the guys with one goal apiece, one goal in three games, that's not horrible. It's not impactful. Those three guys have to turn it up several notches starting tonight. Let's go to Double B in Boston. Double B. You're on with the Super G. Yes. Um, so everyone's been talking about some possible Phil Kessler trades, but obviously big tickets to move. Um, do you think they could possibly trade the Tang? And if they did, would they kind of look for a number one defenseman? Or do you think well, you see that trade? that's the problem, bro? If you trade the Tang, and I think the Tang's going to bounce back and have a much better year next year, and I'm not sure he was as bad as people like to blame him for being this year. No, I agree. But 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 you would never get a guy to fill those minutes and to be the one man breakout. You can replace wings. It's a lot harder to replace top pair defensemen, which is why I, I don't think that Jim would rule out trading Latang given the right offer, but I think he would be much more hesitant, rightly so. So you think it would require a number one defenseman in return, or do you think Justin? Well, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna trade Latang, why would you get a number one defenseman in return? Because whoever you get won't be as good a number one defenseman. And no, Justin Schultz would not be a good top pair defenseman. Justin Schultz is best when Latang's playing well and he can play in his shadow. No question. Let's go to Pete Monroeville. Pete, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. How you doing today? Great. I hate the Pirates. I grew up loving them. I proposed to my wife. Me too. Me too. Exactly right. I disg- I'm disgusted by them. If they had Bryce Harper, Mark Trout, Mike Trout, they'd still be in the minors like they did with McCutcheon. Problem is, they won't send that bum Polanco back down to learn how to play baseball again in Rodriguez. And I can't stomach the fact that this city can't understand that they are bums. Well, I don't necessarily want to send Polanco to the minors. I just don't want to play him every day. That's all. If Polanco was the fourth outfielder and got the playing time a fourth outfielder normally does, that should be enough until one of the top three outfielders, namely Dickerson, Marte, and Meadows. That should be enough until one of them gets hurt or slumps. And then Polanco gets another run. You see, when you say play Meadows and bench Polanco, people act like you're saying do that forever no matter what. And I'm not saying that. It's a liquid game. Every game is as far as the kind of decision-making that we're talking about. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. This is the Mark Madden Show. The show is cascading toward 6 o'clock in the end. But you can still join in. And call, what's that number again? 412-333-WXDX. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Yada, 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 yada. You know what, Mark? I got a hard time, and I was wondering if you'd give me some advice. Do you have any idea how dumb that sounds? The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. Antonio Brown was on Instagram today, and he said a couple things that... Well, one definitely uh, took a shot at Bruce Arians, the former Steelers offensive coordinator. Another appeared to take a shot at Mike Tomlin, although I don't get what he says. Uh, A.B. tweeted, Bruce Arians said he's a special team guy. He can't learn the plays, hots, and sights. I think that means he can't make hot reads and make sight judgments. Not smart enough. And then A.B. said, Coach T benched me on a bye week, said two dogs, one bone, God bless him. How do you get benched on a bye week? I don't get that at all, but you know, A.B., he's got to vent. Uh, 
We were talking about the guys on the Vegas Golden Knights that have not had a good Stanley Cup final. And boy, statistically, you got to put Marc-Andre Fleury among those. Listen to these numbers. Marc-Andre Fleury in the final, 1-2, 3.42 goals against, .875 save percentage. Now, three games is a small sample, but that's the only sample that matters right now. But I'm sure Mark will bounce back and play a great game tonight. At least, certainly, that's what I'm rooting for. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Let's go to Brian in Greensburg. Brian, you're on with Double M. Hey, how's it going? Terrific. Hey, so you're talking about earlier with the possibility of trading Malkin if that was... They're not going to. Okay. He is um, absolutely untouchable at this point. But had they not won the Cup this past year, I think they might have at least explored it because at some point you've got to reload. And he's the guy that would provide the most by way of return in terms of reloading. So my question is basically, how do you see him getting a lot of uh, turnaround being this late in his career where he's at? Okay, they're uh, not going to do it. I, I just told you they're not going to do it. Right. What could they get for him? I don't know. I mean, that's always the question you ask because in a cap era, a lot of people think that taking on a big salary and giving you cap room is uh, return enough. So I don't know what you get for him. You're right, and it is. He's in his 30s, no question. It is a little late in his career. Let's go to uh, Dave on the south side. Dave, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, check it out. Uh, in game three, uh, when Mark andre Fleury uh, sort of came out of the net and tried to uh, poke, ch- check the puck away from the offender, but he just took out the offender. The offender. If he would have actually touched the puck, would that still have been a penalty? That's a good question. That's referee's judgment. A lot of referees, if you get the puck, won't call the penalty. Like, you remember what appeared to be an egregious trip by Latang in the last game of the Philadelphia series? And it yeah. resulted in a turnover where Gensel scored one of his uh, four goals in, right. in that elimination game. Uh, the referee didn't call a penalty because Tanger got the puck first. But but getting the puck doesn't mean you could you know have carte blanche to commit a foul on top of that. So uh, had Mark got the puck in game three, I don't know. I don't know what they would have called. I thought that was a pretty clear cut penalty, regardless of getting the puck or not. But you're right. Not the getting the puck. Does have the, the goalie does have the chance to get the puck just like the offensive player does. The offender, yes, but, but, that, right but that doesn't mean you could trip him. I mean, your right to the puck doesn't preclude committing a foul to get the puck. True. So, it, it, again, it's a judgment call. Let's face it, we could rehash the NHL rulebook from beginning to end. It's all a judgment call, and unfortunately at the referee's whim. That leaves the line open. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Let's go to Bill and Irwin. Bill, you're on with Double M. How you doing? Good. Last year, the Milwaukee Brewers took out a full-page ad. They said if they would get close, the only said, I will spend some money, which he did. But the only story you get from the Pirates owner, we, don't, we can't do this. We can't spend money. But we want you to spend money on us. You have to be crazy. Oh, well, well that's like... That's one thing that maybe the fans have finally figured out, the 15K per game that are staying away from PNC Park. Years ago, Frank Coonley said, and who knows if he'd been drinking, but Frank Coonley said, if, uh, the, if, if revenue goes up, so will payroll. Revenue has gone up. Payroll has not kept pace. Now, has payroll gone up to some degree? 
Yes, it has, but not to the same degree as revenue. It has not kept pace with revenue, and that is the promise that Coonley made. I don't think they'll ever get the fans back, and they might not draw a million people this year. I w- no, they'll get a million, but y- you know what? You're right, Bill. I wonder if they ever will get these 15K that are staying away back. I think people have figured it out. I think people realize it's it's a scam. It's a Ponzi. It's designed to rob this town blind while putting minimal effort into trying to win. And I think more than anything, people have figured out the line of BS that, that they promulgate, which is it's a small market team. They can't afford it. Everybody goes online. They see Forbes.com. They know that this team's made, what is it, $86 million over the past two years. They know he's a billionaire. They know he's the ninth richest owner in baseball or tenth or whatever it is. They know he can spend whatever he wants and chooses not to. That's the phrase that pays Bill, or rather does not pay. He chooses not to. Let's go to Joe and Overbrook. Joe, ask Mark Eddie. No, wait, not, not yet, but, but what do you got? Hey, I was, I was just wondering, have you ever seen the movie Long Gone? No. You, you know who was in, like, uh, Fear? You ever seen the movie Fear? Yes, it was Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, and the, remember the dad? He was in CIS, too. I think that was Bill Pullman, wasn't it? Well, he no, no, Bill Pullman. Anyways, all, my, my point is, it was about a team in 1955, and it was a... You know, there's almost my, nothing more boring than someone describing but, the plot of a movie I, okay, that the other person okay. didn't see. And it was William Peterson, by the way. Okay, anyways, the, co- the, the owners always told him what to do. So you're going to do it anyway. Well, I think that that's what's no, I got to go, bye. If, if you had wanted to describe the plot of the movie Fear, I saw that. Not relevant to the Pirates, although Alyssa Milano, oh, there's a scene there where she's smoking crack in, a, in her underwear, and she's grinding on her boyfriend, who's this kind of fat guy, which gives fat guys hope. But then you know what? And how's this for metaphoric? The good-looking guy triumphing over the fat guy, even if the fat guy is ladling out the crack. Mark Wahlberg says, you're coming with me. And she goes, oh, I want him. Of course, she's getting her hair yanked by him at the time. Just a really depressing scene for fat guys, crack addicts. And and Alyssa Milano, I mean, no, you know what? I was going to criticize her for, you know, some of the things she says on Twitter now, the politically correct stuff, when she's the one in a movie in a bikini smoking crack and going from guy to guy. But that's just a movie. Seriously, it is just a movie. And she did look unbelievable. I'm sorry. This may be just 105.9 commenter talking, but you put Alyssa Milano in, a, in, in her underwear, smoking crack and grinding on a fat guy, I will rewind that scene and play it again and again and again and again. After a while, it's like I'm the fat guy she's grinding on. Time now to ask Mark anything. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. That's 412-333-WXDX. Today's been, I guess, a semi-productive show. Tomorrow we're going to talk about uh, Jonathan Bomboli will be my guest from the trip. And he wrote a really great uh, column in the in the trip uh, yesterday talking about, okay, if they're going to trade Kessel, here's what they need to get for him. And, and again, I'll talk about this at length tomorrow, but it, it's worth noting, as J.B. did, at the end of next year, you know who comes due for a deal? 
Jay Gensel. And he's restricted, but he'll still, you know, merit a big bump. And the year after that, guess who comes due? Matt Murray. And he'll be restricted, but still due for a big bump. you got to create cap space to sign those guys. And Kessel has never been worth more now. Uh, Kessel's never going to be worth more than he is right now. He will never be. He's not easy to trade now, but he'll never be easier to trade now. That makes sense. So uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow with Jonathan Bomboli. Right now, it's time to ask Mark anything. Dial 412-333-WXDX. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. You live by the ass, you die by the ass. Well, I wanted to see what your thoughts were on that subject. Wait a minute. Prostitution's illegal? The X at 105.9. Time now to ask Mark anything. Brought to you by Chapino Restaurant and Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chompas. It's located in this strip. So be sure to check out Chapino and get the super genius burger which is simply delightful, yes. Let's go to Rob in Westview. Rob, ask Mark anything. Hey, Double M, how you doing? What up? I had a uh, Champions League question with uh, finals, you know, when Liverpool went down. Uh, what do you think of, uh, I know uh, Karius's performance was very lackluster. What do you think Jurgen Klopp's going to do uh, going forward? Do you still think he has the confidence in him as a starting goaltender? Or I think they're going to that do? Brazilian goalie that's playing in Italy. What's his name, Allison? Yeah. That that seems to be the direction they're leaning in. Uh, as much as I feel for Loris Karius, and he had a good uh, effort in getting Liverpool to the final, and, of course, mm-hmm. he was apparently concussed early in that match by that collision with Sergio Ramos, uh, I, don't yep. think he could, I don't think he could be the number one goalie anymore, or indeed even the goalie there at all. Let's go to uh, Chico in the car. Chico, ask Mark anything. Mr. Madden, sir. Right. Um, when I was growing up, I was taught to hate Cleveland, you know, in all sports. And I noticed these younger people, younger fans, like all Pittsburgh fans, root for the Cavaliers. And I noticed some um, Cleveland, diehard Cleveland fans, fans root for the Penguins. I mean, when I was brought up, we, we hate Cleveland. We never wanted them to win in anything. Do you see that in today? Well, you know, they say it's kind of frightening how this younger generation swings. You know, it's more than just some new sensation. But, uh, no, it, it, things change, brah. I mean, first off, Cleveland doesn't have an NHL team, so I don't blame them for rooting for Pittsburgh. Second off, the rivalry with the Browns went to Baltimore when they became the Ravens and has regenerated very little with the new Browns because the new Browns have always been so terrible. Uh, it, it just things change. How old are you? 53. Well, you'll be dead soon. That'll be like the stuff you believed in never happened. The kid is into losing sleep. He don't come home for half the week. You know, it's more than just an aggravation. And the cradle will rock. I thought I was thinking of my feet pretty good there. Let's go to Chris in the Jeep. Chris. Hey, what's up? Ask Mark anything. How you doing? Great. Cool, that's my question. Thank you. Okay, good. (laughs) That was pretty funny, actually. Let's go to Mike in Bethel Park. Mike, you're on with Double M. Ask Mark anything. What up, man? Go ahead. All right, so I got a question. Uh, I was listening to 93.7 The Fan like the other day, and they were talking about this whole QB, QB uh, situation here in uh, Pittsburgh. What so, QB situation here in Pittsburgh? What are you, what are you talking oh, about? 
Okay, Ben, uh, Rudolph. And That's the best Ben's they again. could do is to still talk about that? Oh, okay, let me get to my point here, okay? No, right. goodbye. At an early age, he hits the street, winds up tied with who he meets, and he's unemployed. Unemployed. Have you seen Junior's grades? Let's go to Jamie in the car. Jamie, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Uh, I think it's a pretty good story, Vegas's run to the Cup, and I'm glad they got a hockey team, but don't you think it kind of makes the league look bad? take a little luster off the Stanley Cup. Not at all. Not at all. Not the way that team's played. It's not a fluke at all. It's good management, good coaching, good execution. Nothing embarrassing about it in the least. Now, if you're if you're a St. Louis Blues fan and you haven't won after being in the league 51 years, maybe you should be a little embarrassed. The same goes for like Washington in the league since 74, although they might win it within the next week. But, but no, the league has nothing to be embarrassed about whatsoever. Why would you think that? I just think a team that existed, did not exist last year, should not be able to get to your final of any oh, Okay, league. you see, but here's the thing. They finished first in their division, and then they won three playoff series. That's embarrassing, too. No, bro, honestly, you're just stupid. That's just stupid. Why do you, who are you a fan of? The Penguins, of course. Well, then it's even stupider you'd say it. What are you complaining about? You got five in your back pocket, you jamoke. I think it's a. You're gonna crazy out here. This guy sucks. I could put up with that for very long. Let's go to Kim on the south side. Kim. Hey, Mark. What's your opinion of Ray Searich? I think he's always been a bit overrated. Not to say he's a bad pitching coach, but a bit overrated. You know, he's performed those salvage jobs with guys like Vasquez and Liriano. Not Vasquez, Volquez and Liriano. Yet guys like Cole and Tyon, he has not gotten the maximum out of. Furthermore, the Pirates pitchers have a, a system-wide philosophy where they all pitch to contact, even if they're not equipped to pitch to contact. Guys like Charlie Morton and Garrett Cole should have been blowing the ball by people and do so now. So Chuck Tanner once said that if you have a 12-man pitching staff, the pitching coach will help for, hurt for, and with four, it won't matter. And I think Ray Sears probably falls into that mold. He's just a mediocre pitching coach, but because of some of his reclamation projects, he got more notice than perhaps he should have. Let's go to Tom on 79. Tom, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Uh, I'm taking my first trip to Vegas next week. Never been there before. Go with my wife. Give me three things to do that I that I shouldn't leave without doing. Uh, gamble, get a hooker, and eat. What do you like, Italian or steak better? Uh, Italian. Ray Isles in Caesar's Palace. There you go. And I know you're going with your wife. The hooker won't care. Let's go to Tom on Troy Hill. Tom, ask Mark anything. Mark, where'd you play your first street hockey game? Reserve Township, Tennis Courts, or Spring Garden? What, what do you mean, my first, like, pickup game? Yeah, like we used to bring the Mets up and play on the tennis court. Yeah, Reserve Township, Tennis Courts, for sure. Yep, you brought the Mets, man. No, no, Scott Tomasic brought the Nets. He, in <laughs> I fact, saw you care. In you fact, he made page. the Nets. Now, the first street hockey league I ever played in was uh, 
Acmatonia Elementary School in Springdale that the team from out there, the Springdale drop-in ran. And then from there to Penn Hills, from there they built the rink. And uh, then I quit because I got fat. Let's go to Pete in Bethel Park. Pete, ask Mark anything. Wah, wah. Wah, 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 wah. Wait, I'm trying to think. Hey, Dave? God, I get Yankee Rose. I'm talking about a Yankee Rose, but I don't know the dialogue. Damn it. Ed in the car. Ed. Ed, you're on the air. Ask Mark anything. Uh, did you enjoy the journey portion of the Def Leppard concert the other night? Yeah, why wouldn't I? I thought they both were brilliant. Why? I, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was where we were sitting, but it really sounded garbled, the the instruments for some reason. No, it, it, you're wrong. You're just Maybe it was where you were sitting, but uh, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the Def Leppard part. The journey I wasn't real hot on. Well, you see, that's because you're a Def Leppard fan. That's unfair to journey. A lot of people were mad because Journey headlined went on second, but they agreed at the start of the tour they would rotate. And each was the number one band in the world for, boy, Journey for a couple of years and Leopard for maybe three years. Okay, here's what I should have been saying. What? Well, let me roll up onto the sidewalk and take a look. Whoa, she's beautiful. I wish I could have just plucked that one out of the air. That would have been hilarious. What? <laughs> go Knights, go. 105.9 The X.